0: Log Talk Radio. Hallelujah, hallelujah, glory to God. What awesome God we have. My, my, my goodness. Wasn't that a wonderful song? I love it. It's called I Believe, and it's great. I believe in the blood of Jesus that washes white as snow. I believe in the power of the gospel, still makes the broken whole. I believe that the curse of sin was broken when they rolled that stone. I believe, I believe, I believe. As I bow before you, Lord, I rise in confidence. I will see your goodness, Lord, in the land I'm living in. No matter where I go and no matter where I've been, I see your goodness, Lord, in the land I'm living in. I believe that the walls will start falling. When we fall down on our knees, I believe that the lame will go walking and the blind are going to see. I believe that the gates of hell tremble when the church begins to sing. I believe, I believe, I believe. And as I bow before you, Lord, I will rise in confidence. I will see your goodness, Lord, in the land I'm living in, no matter where I go and no matter where I've been. I will see your goodness, Lord. In the land I'm living in, sing it to the daughters, sing it to the sons, to every generation. Look what the Lord has done. Sing it in the darkness that the light has come. Sing it to the nations. Look at what the Lord has done. I love this. And that's why I had us play it for you that are listening around the world. I want you to be so encouraged. I want you to be focusing on Jesus in this hour that you and I have been chosen to live in. And did you hear what I said? You and I have been chosen of God to live in this season. It's not even a mistake that you're listening from wherever you're listening in the over 90 maybe over 93 nations that are listening now to Reaching Out Radio International, whether by podcast, on the Internet. If you're listening live, I want to greet you in the name above every other. But however you might be listening, if you're listening on demand, however, if you're listening on local, however you might be listening, I want to welcome you in the name that's above every other name. The name that's higher than every other name. The name that can do only what he can do, and that's the name of Jesus. The very one who spoke the world into existence. The one who created you. The one who created me. The one that we learned that nothing that is good that is created has been made by any other person but by Jesus. And so I welcome you. I welcome you. In the great nation of Africa, the great continent, not the nation, the great continent of Africa that has so many nations within that great continent. Uh, I welcome you that are listening from Asia, another big continent with so many nations included in Asia. I welcome you from the large continent of Australia, and not only Australia, but all the Oceania, Uh, Nations that are included, we welcome you. We welcome you that are listening from Europe, whether you be in Italy or Norway or Sweden or France or Germany, whichever nation that you are listening uh, to from Europe. Uh, If you're in, in the great nation of United Kingdom or Scotland or Ireland, we welcome you in the name of Jesus. And if you're from South America, bienvenido. We welcome you. If you're from North America, we just welcome you too from Canada, from the United States of America, where I happen to be broadcasting from, or from uh, some parts of Mexico. We want to bless you in the name of the Lord. If you're listening uh, from any of the Caribbean, we know that we're throughout the Caribbean islands. We want to bless you. In Jesus' mighty name, Uh, we just thank God for you. We thank God that you are able to hear Reaching Out Radio International. I pray that you will be encouraged. You're listening tonight to In the Word with Sister Pearl. I happen to be Sister Pearl, and I'm so grateful to God for this opportunity to speak to you. And I pray that this word tonight that God has given me will be a source of strength and encouragement to you, that it would be one that would build you up in your most holy faith. If you have not yet given your life to Jesus, then I want you to especially listen because I want you to know that there's a great God that knows all about you. There's nothing about you that he does not know. He is intimately aware of your situation, and so I just want to bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to bless you in the name that's above every other name, the name of Jesus. You know well, here we are in the very throes of the threat, believe it or not, can you believe that the threat of even World War three Israel the very apple of God's eye has been attacked. This has great significance, every believer, not only in the nation of Israel, but for all the believers in Christ around the world. What we're going to be discussing tonight is the great importance to you and to me who place our confidence and our trust in Christ, to believe God and live. I want you to believe God and live. That's the message. Believe God and live. That's why we had you listen to that song tonight, I Believe. Not just I believe anything, but I believe God. I want you to invite your neighbors, uh, your family members, um, your friends, to listen very carefully to this message so that you will not be a sad statistic in the days, weeks, and months ahead, but rather you will be one who will be living in victory despite the vicious attempts of the enemy to get you living in fear and defeat. Now is the time to put your faith to the test and believe God and live. Won't you just Uh, Pray with me as I often ask you if you're in a place, if you're listening at home and you can just stop for a moment, I'd like you to join me in prayer. Just bow your head. Uh, If you're able to do that, if not, that's fine. Just believe in your heart with me. Uh, If you're able to pull your car to the side, then pray with me. If not, just while you're driving, please keep your eyes wide open. But believe God with me that God is going to speak to us through your servant. A word that will strengthen us and be a means of lifting us and encouraging us to to do what God wants us to do in these evil days that you and I are living in. Thank God that the Holy Spirit is still here on planet Earth can draw from that great well that He gives us through the Holy Spirit. So let's just let's just pray to God and believe God. Um, that we're going to be able to hear something tonight that we can use in the months and I don't know how many years that we have left. But whatever time we have, whether it's decades or whether it's years or whether it's months, I don't know. No one knows save the Lord himself. And so we just trust God that he's able to keep us in the days that we're going to be living in. In Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, I just approach your throne. I come to you tonight in no other name but the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you that we trust you and that we have a great, wonderful God, which is you, that's able to keep us in no matter what situation, no matter what circumstance, no matter what is going on, no matter what war is happening, we know that the great nation, as small as it would be, but it's so important to you, has come under attack. And so tonight we pray for the nation of Israel, Lord God. You said that uh, that you would bless those that pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And so tonight we are praying for the peace of Jerusalem. We are praying for Israel. We are praying for the innocent um, Israeli citizens, the Ill- innocent Palestinian citizens, oh God, that are also under attack tonight. We ask you, Lord God, to do what only you can do. Cover the people that place their confidence and trust in you. Cover them, oh God, divinely in the name of Jesus. May there be no more bloodshed. May no more children
1: be bludgeoned.
0: May no more. Parents uh, have to witness their children being killed and then they being killed, oh God. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And God, use me as your mouthpiece tonight as I encourage the people, encourage myself to believe you above all else in this day and to live. Live for you. As long as we're alive, to live for you and not stop living, but live courageously for you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. So the first thing I would like to share with our listening audience tonight is from the book of Acts of the New Testament, Acts chapter 27 and verse 25. And it says like this, therefore, this is the words of Paul, And I'll explain exactly the context. Therefore, take heart, men, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. Was that all about? Paul said this to the men with whom he was in a ship, caught in a horrific storm on the sea. Whenever you hear your sister Pearl share with you, or break the precious bread of life with you from the Word of God, always take note of the scriptures that I give you so that later on you can go back and you can hear those um, scriptures. You could read those scriptures, amen, Uh, and you can read it in context because as I'm giving the word of God, I I don't have the opportunity to go through all of that chapter. I might just read some choice verses from the chapter that I'm speaking about. But I, I want you to go and study the word of God Amen? Study God's word. God's word is life. Study the word of God, and it will help you so much. So this is, again, from Acts chapter 27, verse 25. Paul said this to men, which whom he was in a ship caught in a horrific storm on the sea. In the natural, it seemed as if they would be doomed. It seemed that that storm was so bad, it seemed that there was no way that any of them would come out of that alive. However, the angel of the Lord spoke to Paul while he was on the ship and let him know that he, along with all who were with him in the ship, would be saved. Paul had to stand trial before Caesar. And so that's what he was en route to see Caesar. And the angel said, don't worry about it. Just, you know, be at peace your life is going to be saved but not only your life Paul, but all that are with you all the lives that are on this ship with you none of them are going to be lost that are in this boat with you wow i remember a time i kid you not when i was 19 years old and i was about to go someplace uh, i believe it was to minister the word of god in a particular island in the caribbean and I remember that while we were on that plane, uh, we got a word from the captain that came through to us that were city seated and already um plane i believe had already taken off, just newly had taken off and so the 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 pilot told us there were some problems with the plane and, and and the gas in the plane, the fuel. but I remember the It was a man a little bit older than me, but not very old because I was already just very young myself. And he must have been in his 20s, at the most early 30s, but he looked really afraid. And it was a small plane because there was only two seats per aisle. There were two aisles and two seats per aisle. And you could see that this man was in fear. He was gripping his his hand to the back of the seat that was in front of him. And I could see that his knuckles had turned white. And I told him, you know what? It's going to be good. Everything is going to be good. You know, just be at peace. And I I had the nerve to say at that time, I told him, you know what? I have something that I know God called me to do. And I'm going to be saved and you're going to be saved and there's not going to be any wreckage on this plane or of this plane because I have to get to my destination. Now, when I was young, I I tell you, I had a lot of bravery, and thank God that stuck with me throughout my life. I don't know if I would have said it in the exact way, but maybe I will. I don't know. But I said it there with great assurance, and sure enough, we did get to our destination. Um, There was no wreckage on that plane. The man probably looked at me and figured, who is this? But I knew that I was a child of God. There was nothing that great about me, but there was something, there always is something very great about the God that I serve. And I knew that even from that young age. I knew that God had a call on my life. And you have to know that God has a call on your life. And you have to know that you're in Christ. And most of all, that Christ is in you, the hope of glory. And so your life is not like everybody else's. God's called us to live a supernatural life. And so we can have great assurance that we're going someplace. We believe that God is taking care of us and that we're going to get safely to our destination. Amen? Amen. So an important lesson to learn that in times of trouble, you need to be surrounded with the right people, God's people. Believe God and live, believe God and live. Those people that were on that ship with the Apostle Paul, why were their lives secured? Their lives were secured because they were in the ship with the man of God. My, 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 my. So whether you're in a ship or whether you're not in a ship, whether you're all alone, just make sure that you're in Christ that you're in the will of God. That is key in this hour. This is not the time for us to be fearful because of the threats of Hamas or Hezbollah or any enemy of God. This is not the time for you to be in fear. This is the time for you to be in faith. This is the time to be in faith. What times are you and I living in? Because I just said, this is the time that we should be living in faith and not in fear. Well, I'd like to tell you exactly what times you're living in because I believe Jesus told us. He forewarned us. He foretold us what times that you and I are living in. Today, when I'm speaking to you, it's October the 15th in the United States of America. I'm on the East Coast. So it is now 826 in the evening, Eastern Daylight Time. But whenever you're listening to this, whether it's Pacific Time in America or Mountain Time or Central Time or whatever time, or you're living in, you know, um, one of those continents that I mentioned, you're going to have a different time zone. But whatever, I'm telling you what times, I don't mean necessarily, you know, you know what what time it is the the, the literal hour, but the times in the era that we're living in. I'm going to quote now. I'm going to read to you from Luke chapter 21 in the Gospel Matthew Mark Luke the third Gospel, chapter 21 verses 25 through 36. Now these are the words of Jesus. So if you have a red-letter edition, these words are actually in red in your Bible, if you have a red-letter edition New Testament. And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Then he spoke to them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they're already budding, you see and know for yourselves that summer is now near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away until all things take place. Now, what does he mean by? This generation will by no means pass away until all things take place. He's talking about the generation that you and I are living in. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. But take heed to yourselves, lest your heart be weighed down with carousing and drunkenness and the cares of this life, that the day come on you unexpectedly for it will come as a smear on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. I don't have time to go into a lot of eschatology, and I'm not any, you know, eschatology scholar, but I can tell you this, that the nation of Israel became a nation in 1948, and the Word of God says that when you see that that has come to pass, the same generation will by no means pass until all these things take place. Wow. So if you've been born in 1948 and upwards, you're living in that generation and those generations, whether it's, you know, the generation of um, generation, my generation or a younger generation, I was not born in 1948 but i'm born in the baby boomers and you might be born as a baby boomer or you might be born as a millennial or you might be a a generation you know x or you might be coming up right now as an alpha a generation a you know whatever the generation you're living you're you're living between the time of 48, 1948 to 2023 is their lives. All right? So what does the Bible say? What did Jesus say? Pray that you will be counted kind of worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass. Stand, for, stand fast, therefore, before the Son of Man. So what we must do is place our faith and confidence in God and do what God told us to do. Believe and live well, how are we supposed to live, you might be asking. Well, how are we supposed to live when we're hearing about Israel being bombed and now Gaza being bombed and Lord knows what else is going to happen in other countries around the globe, and then we hear about, you know, uneasiness and unrest in Iran and Iraq and Russia and, you know, Ukraine and, um, you know, America, and we don't know what's going to happen. Well, we don't know what's going to happen, but guess what? If you place your faith in God Almighty, he knows exactly what's going to happen. Nothing is, is surprising him. He knew what was going to happen in Israel. He knew what was going to be happening in other places around the world. He knows what's going to be happening in China and, and Taiwan and, and, and all these other places. He knows. Nothing is going to be taking him by surprise because he's God. He reigns supreme above it all. So if you place your trust in God, he's got you. If you place your trust in the one who created you, he's got you. And so the word of God to you, the word of God to me tonight is do not fear, but instead believe God and live. And you might say, well, believe God and live how? Well, believe God and occupy. I'm not going to go into that message tonight because I preached it before, and God might lead me to preach it again. But I'm saying this is not the time to be full of fear and to hide in a cave. This is the time to believe God and live and let God use you because there's going to be so many people that don't know God and that need to hear the good news, especially now especially now you've heard me say those of you that have been listening to reaching out radio international uh, throughout the last few years you've heard me say a lot about king jehoshaphat and the fact that he was being surrounded with three enemy armies at one point but the same king look at what he told his people in second chronicles chapter 20 verse Twenty, And again, I repeat to you, he was surrounded, and they, the people of Israel, were surrounded by three, not one, but three enemy armies at the same time. Simultaneously, they had all come together to fight Israel. And here goes what King Jehoshaphat told his people. In Chronicles twenty twenty, early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa, and as they set out, Jehoshaphat, that means King Jehoshaphat, stood and said, "Listen to me, Judah and the people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld." Wow. And I hear the word of the Lord saying that. To all of you, whether you be in Israel and you're able to hear this broadcast or you're in another nation, have faith in the Lord, just like Jehoshaphat told his people. Have faith in the Lord, your God, and you will be upheld. Jesus said it like this in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 1. Not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? Believe also in me. Amen. Now, a famous biblical scholar, teacher, and apologist that I really liked, R.C. Sproul. I really enjoyed his teaching. While he was alive, I listened to him a lot when I was younger. And one of the things he said that I believe in. I don't. I didn't believe in everything that he said because um, he was a very heavy Calvinist. Um, I won't even get into that tonight, but I loved the teacher, R.C. Sproul, and he was such a blessing in my life. I want to I quote one of the things that he said was so encouraging and very encouraging for you and me today. He's, he's gone to be with the Lord, so he's with Jesus now, but here goes something that the Lord put in his spirit. Issue of faith is not so much whether we believe in God, but whether we believe the God, we believe it. Because a lot of people say, I'm going to explain. A lot of people say, "Well, I believe in God. I believe, in other words, I believe that there is a God." But R.C. Sproul, he said, "No, we need more than that." Let me let me read to you again what he said. The issue of faith is not so much whether we believe in God, but whether we believe the God we believe in. If you say, and I say we believe in God. Well, do you really believe God? Do you believe the God that you that you proclaim to believe in? Do you believe, as Hebrews eleven six says, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him? Do you really trust that he is God and he's everything that he says he is? That's the question. And I put it to you, right, or whenever you're listening. John chapter 6, verse 47, Jesus said, Verily I tell you, truly I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. What does that mean, eternal life? means that you are saved and you have life, not only physical, spiritual, and even when your physical body is gone, you still live eternally with Christ forever. You will never die because you will always be in Christ. Eternal life. Acts 16.31 says it like this. Actually, The apostle told the jailer this, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. (laughs) This is the thing about believing
1: in Jesus. When you
0: seriously believe in Jesus, it's not just that you benefit from believing in the Lord Jesus, but your household benefits. Your household benefits. Again, I bring back to you, I remind you of the first story I told you about with Paul, that he was not with his household, but he was with sailors that were on that ship that was eventually shipwrecked. But he said them, he said to them, even before the ship was wrecked, he said, don't worry about it. You all will be saved. Because I heard from God. I heard from the angel of the Lord. And the angel of the Lord's message was, I'm going to be saved and everybody with me is going to be saved. See, this is the beauty about us being in the Lord Jesus, that not only are we saved for ourselves, but the word of the Lord came to the jailer that you will be saved, you and your household. I'm gonna show you in, 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 in a while that this is a, a, a biblical principle that it's not just about salvation for yourself, but it's salvation for those that are with you. It's not that they automatically are gonna be saved. Influence in their lives and your prayers for their salvation is gonna be heard. Isaiah forty twenty eight says like this in the new living. Translation, have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weary or weak. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. God's not weak and weary because the world seems to be going bananas, because the world seems to be in chaos. God is the everlasting God. He's the creator of all earth. He does not grow weary. He's got the the power to keep you in the worst of situations. Romans 10 and verse 9 in the English Standard Version says it like this. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be saved. And that verse, the reason that that I'm quoting that, it's not only your spiritual salvation, but a lot of times, even in the natural, you will be saved. I can't guarantee that you'll be saved out of every situation naturally, but I'm telling you that this is more than just spiritual salvation. John 5, 24 says it like this. Very truly, I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes, again, it is so important that you and I believe God. I tell you, whoever believes, hears my word, and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged but has crossed over from death to life. Now, that's not when somebody has died and then go to be with Jesus. But right now, if you're in faith, if you believe God to be your Savior, if you've confessed your sins, you have already passed, crossed over, from death to life. Already done it. Do you love the Lord right now? Are you in Christ right now? Uh, Are you on your way to heaven? Do you know the Lord as your Savior? Well, if that's the case, he's already given you eternal life. You will not be judged. You have crossed over from death to life. That's the word of the Lord Jesus. In John chapter 5, verse 24, you have to believe God and live. Psalm 37, 39 says it like this. The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their stronghold in time of trouble. This is not the time for you and I to be in fear. God is our stronghold. But the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. I'm reading now from Psalm 37, verses 39 to 40. He is their strength in the time of trouble. What do I do today, Sister Pearl? You believe God and live. The Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. I live in one of the largest cities in the world. I refuse to live in fear. I don't care what threat is is being given by the enemy. The devil always threats. He comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy, and to scare and to put people at fear. Don't believe him, believe God and live. Put your trust in God. Now now what happened? What happened when David had done, you know, Nathan in the old testament, a rich man, he had done good to him and he he did good to his male servants because while they were out there taking care of their sheep away from their house and their property, David's men were there and they guarded them and took care of them and, and made sure that nobody stole from them or hurt them. Meantime now when David had asked for Nathan to show him uh Nabal, not Nathan, Nabal, the Carmelite, to show him David and his men, kindness, and, and to give them some kind of sustenance was, was when they were hungry and thirsty. He said, look, I'm coming your way now. I've been good to your people when they were with us in the, in, in, over in the wilderness. Now I'm coming your way. Can you be good to me and my people? And Nabal said, no, who do you think you are? It happened. I'm reading from First Samuel 30, verse 1 through 6. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, attacked Ziklag, burned it with fire, had taken captive the women and those who were there from small to great. And they did not kill anyone but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city and there it was burned with fire and their wives. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power in them. And David's two wives, Ahinoam and the Jesuitist and Abigail, the, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was greed, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord. I kind of jumped the gun. Forgive me. This is not the story where um, Nabal had treated David and his men bad. This is the story when David already married Abigail, but now Abigail and another wife of David's were kidnapped. And not only were the two wives of David's kidnapped, but all the wives of the soldiers that were with David were kidnapped. And the men were so upset and so grieved that they wanted to kill David. The Bible says they were thinking of stoning him because their souls were so grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But what did David do in a time when his own men were thinking and planning to stone him? The Bible says that David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And that's what you need to do and I need to do when the enemy is trying to scare us and we feel threatened for our very life. We need to strengthen ourselves in the Lord our God. David believed God, and in so many experiences throughout his life, he believed God and lived. He lived. Because David was that young man that when the children of Israel were being threatened by that great giant, Goliath. David, as a young man, he remembered, the Bible tells us in First Samuel 17, 34 and 30 to 36, David, his, he remembered, and he told Saul, the king, that I was in my father's sheepfold, and I kept, my father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. I went out after him. I smote him. I delivered him out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard. I smote him, and I, and I slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them. So David had experienced trusting and believing God. You got to believe God or else you will let that lion and that bear kill you. David had been accustomed placing his faith and his confidence in God. He said, the Lord delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, and he will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said unto David, you know, how could David speak so boldly? (laughs) Because he genuinely believed God. Now, I'm going to give you a little secret. Who are the Palestinians? And I don't hate the Palestinians because there there are lots, hundreds and thousands of Palestinians that love God. And even the ones who don't know God are deceived, just like other people that don't know God. They're deceived. But I just want to tell you a fact of life. Who are the Palestinians? They're the modern-day Philistines. That's who they are. They're the nation of Philistines. That's exactly who they are. And so while Hamas is threatening and Hezbollah is threatening and other nations that might be joining them are threatening, you and I need to believe God. Rahab, the prostitute, believed God, and not only was her life saved, again, we got that principle that not only when you believe God is your life saved, but so were the lives of her family members that were with her. Because the Bible says in Joshua two, and I don't have time to go through that whole thing, but if you if you're taking notes, Joshua chapter two eleven, that was the promise. Okay, she she spoke a a mighty word. That woman was a a woman that had faith in the in the God of Israel, even though that originally was not her God. She was a heathen, but she had heard about the good things that God had done to protect his children, Israel, and she said that when we heard it, our hearts melted in fear, and everyone's courage failed because of you, meaning you, the children of Israel, for the Lord your God is in heaven above and on the earth below, and he is with you, and we want you to be with us, meaning her and her family, and of course, her life was saved, and so was the life of her loved ones because she protected God's servant those two spies and she did as they told her to do. Now, I'm going to go back to that story about Abigail's life being saved. And that you find in 1st Samuel 25 verses 28 to 31. 1st Samuel chapter 25 verses 28 to 31. Again, I don't have time to read all of that. I had it for you here tonight. But basically what it was is that when Nabal was threatening that he would do nothing for David and his men to help them or to feed them or to bless them as as David and his men had blessed him, Nabal, and his men. Thank God for his smart wife, Abigail. She went ahead and blessed David, blessed his men, and that prevented David from killing Nabal and killing all of the men that were with Nabal. Because she knew that David was a man of God. And she knew that David served the God that was true. It wound up saving her, saving her wicked husband, Nabal, and everybody that was with Nabal because she believed God and lived. Now, the Bible says, because I'm getting ready to close Wow, we might have to do a part two about this, believe God and live. But in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 32 through 40, we see something tremendous. The writer of Hebrews 11 says, and what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak, Barak and Samson and Jephthah and also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received They're dead, raised to life again. Why? Because of a great and merciful God. But also, some of that combination, some of what made this work is because the people believed God. Don't expect God to work on your behalf if you're not believing him. If you're not trusting him, if you're not depending on him, if you're not choosing to believe his report over the report that the enemy has, if you're listening to CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, or your local radio station or television station, or the internet or social media. If you're more focused on listening to those reports, then don't expect your faith to be lifted to the point where you can believe God. This is not the time for you to be focused and spending all your time on listening to the report of the world. This is the time for you to believe God, for you and me to spend time in the word of God and to understand what is God saying. It's not about what every Tom, Dick, and Harry is saying, or Sally, Sue, and Mary is saying, or Jane or Tom is saying. It is what is God saying, and let me as a believer in God as one who trusts in God, as one who puts their confidence in God, let me believe God in this hour. This is not the time for you to focus on all of the distractions in the world. How you're going to live and live in victory is to believe God. We are going to have a part two we are going to have a part two because I'm not finished. I'm not finished with this. So I want to finish next Sunday, God willing, same time, same place, and I want to do a part two to believe God and live. My, 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 my. That's the word of the Lord for you, for me tonight. Or whenever you're hearing this message, it's not for you and me to be all over the place and be, you know, scattered and be distracted and let the enemy just get a hold of us. And you don't know you're left from your right, you're up from your down, you're in from your out. No, this is the time to focus now. Come close to Jesus. Be in His Word. Be in daily communion with Him. Be in prayer, hear what he is saying, and then whatever he's saying, believe him. Not your best friend, you know, not anybody else. Anybody who's speaking contrary against what God is saying, then you don't believe them. You believe God and his word and his promises. And if you don't know the Lord, Oh my goodness. This is the hour. Do not delay another minute. Make your calling and election sure. In other words, make sure that you are in a right relationship with Jesus, that if he were to call your number tonight or whenever you're listening to this broadcast, make sure that you're right with God. It's not by your own righteousness, God forbid. If that were the case, I would be in hell, you would be in hell. We would all be separated from God without any chance of salvation. But because of Jesus shedding his blameless, guiltless, righteous blood, he paid the price to forgive us of our sins and now bring us near our Heavenly Father. And through the blood of Jesus, I can come now boldly to the throne. I claim Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. And so if that's you, I want you, in your own words, to cry out to God, ask him to forgive you of your sins, and invite the Holy Spirit to come and live inside of your life, lead you and guide you. I pray that you get a good a Bible, the Holy Bible, the Old Testament and the New Testament, but begin in the New Testament, begin in the book of John, and begin to read and ask the Holy Spirit to guide you and lead you as you read. Get into a Bible-believing church, if you have one around you, and listen and learn. Let me pray with you, whether you know the Lord or you don't know the Lord. Father, for each one that's listening, you know their spiritual condition. Draw those who do not know you to yourself. And for those that already know you, God, help them to do what is right. Believe in you and live. Not to be enticed by the world and not to be scared and not, you know, to, to ignore you and listen to the world and then be carried away in the flesh. But allow all of those that love you to draw near to you as never before and be used of you like never before. God, help us and protect us between now and next week. Lord, watch over us. Let your peace reign. And God, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We bless Jerusalem in Jesus' name. Amen. Until next week, God willing, this is your sister Pearl. I love you, but God loves you so much more. Draw near to him. Believe him and live. God bless you. Until next week, same time, same place. Bye-bye.